Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is my devious friend, Brent. Hi, guys. How's it going? Uh, he's a big jerk, and we love him for it. She took a big old drink of water. She goes, hold <laughs> no. on, before we press pause, or before we press record, <laughs> let me take a big old drink of water. I said, yeah, yeah, go for it. And then he was like playing, Halfway like he was going to turn it on, and then I stopped, and then she I knew, was like, I need it. She knew it was happening. She knew it was happening. Yep. I took my sweet time. How are you, Megan? I'm doing all right. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> you, a couple of the big things happened. Yes, they just did. Just to update everybody. Uh, she got keys to her her new house yeah, on Friday. Yeah, I am officially a homeowner. And she is officially unemployed as of... <laughs> no. Well, unemployed from Eastlake. Yeah. All from the work that matters <laughs> as of about a minute and a half ago when I said, is it today or yesterday? Yeah. And you said, I think it's today. And I said, great. It's effective now, immediately. You are no longer... Uh, uh, receiving a <laughs> uh, meager but in small paycheck from us for a, lot, a large amount of work, a um, uh, a what would you call insufficient uh, payment uh, for I don't know. work rendered. Anyways. I don't know that I would call it that. Uh, and uh, and uh, and now you could say whatever you want on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had a filter. Like no. I, I also work for this guy, and he kind of signs my paycheck, even no. though I don't. But I'd... um, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm never. If it ever was there, it's no longer there. Nope. <laughs> so now you are just here out of your good free will yeah. and volition. Because I absolutely love the podcast. It's one of my favorite things in my good. life. So that's excellent. Yeah, we are glad that you are here. How'd you? How was your weekend? It was I mean, good. Eventful, a little bit. I'm sure. Well, I mean, not a ton, but a little bit, like some packing. Some... Well, because we went out for a little farewell lunch on oh, Thursday, mm -hmm. and on Thursday you said little snafu with moving money around. Yeah. And banks being like, well, it's not really yours yeah. <laughs> until it's five days into our account. Yeah. So, but apparently, I don't understand why. I just didn't question it. Yeah. Apparently, that's only if you initiate the, like, wire transfer over the phone. Mm. But if you, like, initiate it through the website, like, through my account on the website, and then they call, I can do it. I don't know why Great. that's different. However. So, they call. So, I did that on Thursday. And then they called on Friday morning during school, and I was like, hey, I got to take this. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, it was like, thankfully, they called like during um, passing time. And so my kids were coming in and kind of settling in anyway. And so I'm talking to this guy, and <laughs> I say to him, hey, can you hold on for just one second? And I, I was like, I'm a teacher. And I like stopped talking to him. And I looked at my kids. I was like, okay, everybody do the entry task. I have to do this bank thing so I can buy my house. And like, I'll, we'll get going when I'm done with that. And I hear the guy I was talking to on the phone, like chuckle through my headphones. And I was like, sorry about that. He's like, no, it's cool. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. We're super pumped. You are moving on Saturday. I am. And uh, we, uh, we're all busy on Saturday. So <laughs> it does seem that way. Can't make it. Um, but <laughs> I hope it goes well for you. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I have a legitimate reason. No, I know you guys. Do. Uh, my dad is retiring. Actually, not not is retiring. Retired yesterday. Yes. officially. Uh, spoke his last message at his church after being there for twenty over twenty five years. Um, and uh, yeah, and then they they did a big vote and they voted the new guy in. Nice. And he got a hundred percent vote, which is a good percentage because. <laughs> um, in congregational churches, they'll yeah. do like a vote yep. of, uh -huh. of members and stuff. 
and there's always it's always a fun game when you're talking to pastors who have gone through that process. And my dad has done it, uh, yeah, three times I think in his in his forty year career of doing pastoral ministry. Um, and the question always comes up is what number would it take for you to be like, I don't know if I'm wanted here. You know what I mean? Like all it takes is like a two thirds majority. Yeah. But like, imagine that you only, like you barely got two thirds majority. (laughs) That means a third of the people here don't want you here. I mean, I'd be like, I mean, technically I got it, but like, I don't know if I want it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. That happens in the Presbyterian church as well. Yeah. It's a really, it's It's a crazy It's pretty unusual for the congregational vote to be different than like what the selection committee selects. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's, yeah. And that's one of the, I mean, the issue I have had or, or people have with congregational voting in that structure is, um, that the people who are there voting that night typically don't even represent the actual people who come to your church these like people are like i didn't know you still attended here it's been six months and you come out for this just to voice your no opinion and you you could have put up jesus christ himself and you'd have been like well i mean you know (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird they always have something but Uh, yeah uh, no good for him and good for my dad he was he's you can tell it's like a relief a thing off his back Mm -hmm. and uh so this sunday is kind of a fun day because um uh, we get to go over to their church uh, for the 10 o'clock service. So I'm going to come to the 830 here and then head over there. And like all of my dad's best friends and family and, and a bunch of people from his past uh, church stuff are, are coming into town to kind of do the big celebration thing. So a barbecue swim pool party on Saturday, a big uh, shindig thing mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday, and then a lunch afterwards. So it's cool. going to be a packed weekend. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Looking yeah. forward to it. but. That's really cool. That's in the future. Let's talk about this weekend. Let's talk about <laughs> this week and and uh, what we did at uh, at church on Sunday. Since this is a podcast about <laughs> church stuff, uh, we continued our series "Thy Kingdom Come" uh, on Sunday, a series on culture, and looked at the uh, the idea of the church that is above the world or a, a, a religiosity that kind of transcends the worldly stuff and kind of goes. And I, and I talked about. Uh, Catholicism, not because it's like a specifically they're the only ones that have it or have a corner on the market, but they are the most obvious ones and probably uh, represent the most uh, post Catholics in our uh, in our in our church. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that joke. I don't think in second serve. Did you watch it? Did you? I, I only watched it online. Did you, Did you see that? Did I do the baptism joke about the cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, I? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't you sure did. if I did it or mm-hmm. not. All right, um, and uh, I had. Multiple people come up afterwards and be like, ah, Catholic, you just, yeah, I don't know how you knew, but I'm Catholic, you know, that kind of thing afterwards, taking names, writing them down. Yeah. Uh, No, it was good. Um, Yeah. And we talked a little bit about um, kind of a both and sort of strategy, which, you know, synthesizes options, which sometimes is great. Like when, when people come up and they're like, hey, what if we did this? And what if we did this? tell you what what if we did both of those things together Mm -hmm. right your kids my kids come up to me like can we go to this can we go to the store can we go get ice cream and i'm like well i have to go to the post office why don't we go to the post office and the mall you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyways um it can be a both and strategy which is good uh and and yet there's some there's definitely some cons to it as well specifically Mm -hmm. in the area of I said credibility and nuance. Uh, when there's lack of credibility, sometimes that can be a struggle because there's a lot of tension held by the authority figure in that thing. Of luckily, we have this thing that binds us all together. Oh wait, there's power in there, and sometimes it can be corrupt. And uh, and then nuance too. Sometimes everybody can want to talk in platitudes, and you're like, I just need like specific advice for mm-hmm. kind of what I'm doing in life, uh, and kind of moving forward with that. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a piece of it. What were some of your your you watched it you. Th- 
took some notes, as you're always apt to do and good at. I mean, uh, what, yeah. what do, so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you speaking a lot higher of me than maybe I deserve. Yeah. I do take notes, but that's just so I don't forget the things I'm thinking while me too. you That's um, why I talk. have notes on the stage. Yeah. With <laughs> um, they're not necessarily that insightful. Um, I think I was ta- thinking about, um, some of that platitudes or like lacking nuance. Um, and when you, sometimes when you are choosing the higher ground as it were, or like, I'm just going to keep the bigger picture in mind. I'm going to keep the bigger thing, the most important thing in mind. Um, you lose, like, again, like with all the other ones, like you lose the humanity. You, you lose yeah. the um, the truth of the matter. And, like, people need practical. Because my life is practical. My life isn't just, like, big ideas or like big thoughts. It's like, it's the day to day. It's the setting ant traps to get the sugar ants. It's the, you know, feeding my cats. It's the cleaning the litter box. It's the, you know, it's all these things that aren't like, yeah, aren't Christ is my savior. Like my whole existence doesn't like, I mean, maybe it should, but like my day to day isn't like, yeah, I'm cleaning this litter box because Jesus saved me. Sure. Right? right. Like, and so when you are, when you are above that, it like, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't help people feel connected to that system in yeah. any way. And it isn't like, it isn't real. That's almost my fear even of this series as I was preparing and, and thinking about doing this one is it has the, uh, it has the feeling of, uh, it could be one of those ones where you're like, again, why? Why is this important? Why, you know, if I was to do a series on the duality of Christ or what glorification means or justification in Paul, you'd be like, bro, I mean, like, <laughs> I need some. <laughs> I got kids who I'm not even sure know who Jesus is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> help me out with this. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's lots of different pathways uh, that uh, need to be kind of traversed on that way. So, anyways, yeah. I, I felt like. That was that was a, a nervous thing for me, but I think we've I think we're tr- I'm trying to make sure that we understand why this is. Well, I think important. it's important because, like, I know I've noticed like seeing myself in all three versions that you've talked about already, and like seeing oh, okay. like tendencies of myself, like in my day to day, to be exclusive, to be too far, like for the world. To be above, like, oh, I'm going to think about it in this way. I'm not going to think about what the practical of it is. And so I think there's value in like, okay, like I need to be able to recognize when, particularly when I'm falling into the negative aspects of any of these types and like being able to say, oh, that's not, oh, well, maybe uh, touch the brakes a little bit on that and like take a step back and realize, oh, I'm falling into some sort of bigger picture or I'm not, I'm not embracing the, like, hu- like the nuance of this situation or I'm not, I'm like excluding myself from it in order to preserve myself. But is that really the point or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, and so like, I think there's value in it in that sense of like trying to understand and yeah. see where we fall into those pitfalls. Now at the beginning of this series, I asked you, I think maybe after week one or perhaps yeah. after week two, which one, week one. which one of these categories do you think you grew no. up in or, yeah. or mm-hmm. fell into? And you thought, I don't even know what you're going to say about category three, but yeah. probably that one. No, I didn't say that one. Yeah. I thought you did because you said Presbyterian. No, I said, I said two or four, I think. Oh, for some reason I thought you said three. No, okay. I don't. I don't think I did. Ignore it. I mean, it. we can go back. Let's edit it out. <laughs> I'm going to play it back for you next week. 
I'll, like, I'll listen. Yeah. Maybe I did. I don't think I did. Okay. I thought I said no. Well, anyway, it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah. So, anywho, yeah. what was the point of your... <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I was going to see if, if that was what you would identify, which is what I thought was. Um, is that still... Does that still remain true? But I like what you said. Like, I do think that there is a little piece of me in all of that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I grew up in zone one. Uh, my primary focus of ministry is zone two or approach to, you know, I'm, I'm saying zones and I'm making things up, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a for the church sort of thing. But then there's also like some of my, my favorite ways to, that, that engage me. Uh, well, yeah, you said in your talk, like a lot of the commentaries and like theological yeah. theologians you read are Catholic. Are, well, in our above the world sort of thinkers. In our above the world because, sort of thinkers. Because yeah. one of my favorite is a guy named James K. Smith. And I was telling my wife about this because... Um, I, I was trying to even identify, um, for somebody last week who had emailed me and said, I, I'm, I think I'm this, but I'd like to kind of make sure that I'm balanced. Who should I be reading? And I, I listed off some names. One of my favorite guys is, again, James, James K. Smith, who actually took a class from a while back. I think I mentioned that before. But um, he, uh, he writes, and he's, he's not Catholic, but he, he, is, a, uh, he is reformed. He, he works. He's a professor at Calvin College. Um, and so it's got like that reformer sort of background to it, but he's very much an Augustinian like guy. Loves mm-hmm. Augustine, Catholic, and very much a, a one of those guys who, whenever like all, almost all of his books circle around to the above the world sort of stuff when it comes to Holy Communion and mm-hmm. sacraments, and like that is when we participate, when we physically engage in. Uh, the sacrament of communion that does something to us, our habits shape us. And, and it, it is very much not a, you are not a thinking thing. You are a doing thing. And those, those doing things shape your habits. Mm-hmm. And, and it's important to kind of have a, an idea of what informs those habits. And he's, he's an above the world kind of guy. And I think that that's what I like about him mm-hmm. um, is it feels engaging and it feels like I could, I could stay here and read this and be, entertained and also like intrigued and challenged in, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a certain way that is really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Good. Anything else? Um, I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. So as I mentioned at the top, this weekend we're going to do a little a sidestep, a pause on the series. And if you're listening to this podcast, then that's uh, you get a heads up on that because I didn't even really mention that on Sunday. I just you did say doing something different. Two, yeah, okay, good. Well... <laughs> I always hate being like, uh, you know, it's going to be somebody you don't know. So come yeah. on over, you know, <laughs> come on, make sure you show up. Um, but it is going to be my uh, my youth pastor growing up named Jeremy. He's done a couple of videos teachings for us in the past. And he did one for us. This is about three to four months ago. Oh, OK. Maybe six months ago. And we were in the middle of like coming back from COVID. And but it was still like it was probably like on the second upswing of it. Oh, okay. And we were like, hey, what happens if Brent gets COVID on a oh, Saturday yeah, night? Uh-huh. Uh, let's film uh, somebody and then have it in the pocket. And this is uh, one of the ones that we were going to save <laughs> until that happened. Um, but uh, then, you know, not that we're past that, but we are in a spot where I need somebody because I, I really want to go be a part mm-hmm. of my dad's thing. And so this just works for us. And yep, yep. we can figure something well, out. Well, and like potentially need, there's expiration dates on talks. Not like, 100%. Yeah. And so like, there's some relevancy that okay maybe we need to use this and then have this. someone else film something yeah, else. Yeah, we can always we can... get more going. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, and and it, it's gonna be he's, he's gonna be great. So I can't wait to, for you to check it out. Uh, and then we will finish off this series the following weekend, 
uh, on Father's Day, do communion that day, as well as we just filmed a baptism video. I filmed a baptism video today. Cool. With somebody that's, it's going to be great. So nice. make sure Father's Day, be here for that. <laughs> just don't miss that one. So I know this weekend's graduation, so like do whatever you want to do. It's fine. I get it. I understand. But uh, anyways. Mm, nice. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, well, congrats. Sidestep for one second. Graduation weekend. You're a teacher. Are you, yep. Any obligations to no. go to those things? No. You don't have any seniors in your class. You're like, I mean, one I last do, hurrah? but no one has invited me to anything. So, oh, okay. Um, I like because it's only my second year at Chihuahua. I don't yeah. have like long. Con- and last year was so weird. Um, I don't have like law like strong connections with any seniors really. Sure. I mean, I do have a like I have a senior right now in one of my classes, and I have been his teacher twice in my two years there. Um, but he like he doesn't care because he there. failed the first you, you no, no, failed no. him no because I changed because like, last year I taught different classes and I'm teaching I'm this just year kidding. um and so like you know but I don't he doesn't need me there he doesn't want me there yeah um is but, it weird though like Thursday is a Friday yeah so their last day I think is I think is Wednesday yeah because they do like rehearsal stuff yeah. on Thursday or Friday and right? then I think yeah. Thursday and Friday they won't be in class yeah um grades are due for seniors on Thursday afternoon okay um and then yeah so but but my so we do uh a lot of high schools do this but we do like an advisory class and they are a group of students that I see once a week and uh or well right now it's once a week um and then i like have the same group of students their whole high school and we do like there's some like graduation requirements that don't happen in a classroom setting they're like extra um they're called high school and beyond stuff um so it's like planning for their future and thinking about college or career or whatever that kind of stuff and so when those students graduate, so last year I got freshmen, and so now they're sophomores. So in two years, when they graduate, you'll, that might be a year I feel want. obligated. Not a, obligated, but that might be a year I want to actually go. Yeah. And most of my students that I have strong connections with are sophomores this year, um, and so when they graduate, like that might be, I don't know that like I will have stronger connections with students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've known them for four years at that sure. point. Sure. Cool. So, it's a big weekend. Yeah. Should be a I mean, lot of fun. I'm going to be moving on Saturday, so yeah, that's not true. going yeah, to graduation. Gonna, you got other things <laughs> going on. But uh, what's nice uh-huh. is I doubt it will be – usually the graduations when I was a youth pastor were so hot. You, you're going out. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be like getting hot no, this weekend. No, I don't know. I saw like 88. I don't believe anything about the weather <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't believe – it rained today. That's it true. rained today. I saw it. <laughs> So I just don't believe it. All right. Uh, uh, we'll jump into our something interesting. Uh, you opened. I so did. I will uh, go first on this one. Um, so I just found a fun little investment book called Safe Haven by Mike uh, Mark Spitznagel. That's um, a name. Yeah. I hope I got that right. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's a fun. I, I don't – I wouldn't necessarily recommend – you have to really like – numbers and okay. investing. So this is not a book recommendation. <laughs> but there was a scenario a, that came up in it that I felt like was very interesting. So let's say you had a six-sided dice. Okay. And let's say you had a thousand dollars and I told you let's play a game. If you roll a one, I get half of your money. If you roll a two, three, or four, 
um, I will give you 5% of your money, so basically 50 bucks. Okay. Uh, and if you roll a six, I'll give you 50% of your money. So uh, you get 500 bucks. Okay. Then the answer, the question would be, would you play this game with me? Again, let me let me yeah. go through the numbers again. One. Well, most you lose of half the of numbers you, you get money. Five of the six numbers you yeah. get money. Three through or two through five, I'm giving you fifty bucks. Yeah. Six, you're getting five hundred bucks. At least this first time, fifty percent, fifty percent, five percent. The only one that hurts you is the one where yeah. you lose fifty percent. Would you play? I mean, maybe. Well, so probably. Pro- well, you probably would. Yeah. Okay. So the. They call it the arithmetic equation. Okay. Is that you would you should make money. You should plan on if you played that game, making on average three point three percent per roll. Okay. Okay, based on what you do. Based on probability. Yes, based on probability. Which you would so on one side of things you would say, Yes, I would play that game forever. Except for the fact that there's a difference between arithmetic equations and yeah. geometric equations. Uh-huh. And so because losing fifty percent is so much more worse for you than making 50%. That's true. If you lose 50%, it takes you not one, one six doesn't negate one one. Does that make sense? No. It doesn't make sense? Me. I mean, okay. it does, but the Roll, numbers lost me. Rolling a six <laughs> gets you 500 bucks. Yeah. But rolling then a one following a six loses you 750. Got it, yes. So it the numbers don't work out, even though in a one-time uh, roll, it mm-hmm. you think it would, but if you had to play it over for the infinity. long term, like if you had to play, like once I start playing, I can't stop. Is yeah. that the situation? Well, I mean, or play it for a certain number of times. Oh, okay. But but if it's if it's not right at playing three hundred times, why would it be right at playing one? That's fair. So that's but that's the hard part because you're like I can roll it one time and I should expect to get three point three. Anyways, it talks about how it's the, <laughs> it's it's really is the power of compound interest is the is what's happening, and why um, if you played it with forty, this is the crazy part. This is the like mind-blowing part if you played it with only 40 percent of whatever you have uh and you were able to keep that then your your profitability goes from a negative to a positive value and you should play that game forever okay so if just by changing how much money you lose but how much money you risk you risk on the on the one right like if i roll a one instead of losing 50 percent, i only lose 40 percent. correct so i've just i've only changed it by 10 percent now I would. Now it's like a game. I should absolutely play this game. A hundred percent. Okay. Isn't that crazy? That is kind of crazy. I, it's wild. It's like, and, and so the the book is about risk mitigation. And if you're investing, make sure you're not like, the the you know the person would tell you fully leverage yourself and then some if you can, uh, by being completely exposed to the market because two percent of whatever you can be fully leveraged to is a lot better of two percent of forty uh, percent of your of your wealth except mm-hmm. you know. When the hits come, they yeah. they hurt a lot more. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if instead, so the basic concept is instead of risking a thousand, if you had a thousand but you only risked four hundred, got it. And then you lost fifty percent. You're only down two hundred. So now you have eight hundred. You play with forty percent of that. At some point, the numbers work out, and you will be positive in that way. All got you it. had to do was risk less. The game is fine. It's not broken. It's just oh, uh, you gotta anyway. like yeah, don't fully leverage yourself. Yeah. Which is really tough to explain on a podcast. It's hard. <laughs> It's hard to explain in paper. I've been texting a couple of buddies of mine, uh-huh. and I've been doing this scenario being like, all right, here's the game, you know, blah, blah, blah. Would you play? And they'd be like, every day. And I'm like, then I would take all of your money. <laughs> I would take it all. Mathematically, you might win in the short term, but I would take your money. 
Um, and then here's here's what you should do instead. I'm halfway through the book, so I'm I'm I hope the rest is that second half is as good as the first. But yeah, if that, that sounds like a book I would never read. I know if that <laughs> if you just listen to this last part and you like are like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Safe Haven, Mark Spitznagel. Um, if if you listen, if you listen to it, and we're like, and what, we're like what the, the then. <laughs> You, I just wasted about six minutes of your life, and I apologize. I will make it up to you by having Jeremy speak instead of myself this week because he, he speaks a lot shorter than I do. So you earned it all back. All right. What's your something interesting? That you um, mine is a like TikTok person who I don't have TikTok, but I've seen his videos on Pinterest and uh, Instagram. And he... Um, I think he calls himself like a mid-century baker. So he bakes uh recipes from the like 30s 40s 50s i think he does some from like the 60s and 70s but primarily like a lot of the ones i've found really interesting are from the great depression and so um Can you give me his name real quick yeah. so his handle is b dylan hollis so it's b like boy d y l a n h o l l i s he's a very skinny man um, I, um, he does curse a little and there's some innuendo, so it's not like 100% clean. So screen them before you show them to kids. Um, but they're really interesting and oh, he's that's cool. Yeah. He's like, he's pretty funny and kind of like quirky and silly. Um, and I think my favorite one that I've seen so far is it's like a fake apple pie and you like crush up crackers. I don't remember if it was saltines. I think it was saltines. You crush up like saltine crackers and you make like a simple syrup with sugar and water and you put the saltine crackers and the sugar water in a pie crust, and then you like sprinkle it with cinnamon and bake it, and it like tastes like apple pie. And nice. he like when he eats them, he has like a fun because he tastes it, and he has like fun reactions when he tastes it as well. So a lot of them are really interesting. A lot of the like desserts and baking desserts, it's fun because he's like this actually tastes really good. I don't know why like this shouldn't work, but it does. Um, some of the other ones, like I watched, I think maybe you, I watched him make like a tuna jello salad and he was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> His bio is your mid-century baking specialist uh, exploring vintage recipes one horror at a time, Yeah, <laughs> which is great. He currently has, uh, I want you to guess, uh, over or under 3 million fans. On what platform? On uh, TikTok. On TikTok. I'm going to go over. Over, big time over, 8.5 yeah. yeah. million fans, 189 million Yeah, likes. he's got like a really, he's got a really great personality. And so like when he's baking, it's like funny. He's funny and his commentary is like funny. And Any guesses on where he currently lives? He lives in Wyoming, I think. Wyoming! Yeah. I mean, that's that not a guess. That was part of my joke today on Sunday, remember? <laughs> like about moving somewhere and you're like, I just uh, don't want to live in Wyoming. Joke. Anyways, okay, anyways. Uh, oh, I do kind of remember that I joke. had to pick a state where I was like, who would not be offended? Like, because I know too many people <laughs> I couldn't pick like Idaho. I know people moving to Idaho. They'd yeah. be like, hey, I know why you, I know you're picking on me. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't pick Texas because I knew, I'm like, California, I know people do want to move to California. Yeah. Oregon, maybe, and I was like Wyoming. Wyoming. Everybody hates Wyoming. That's not true, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do Montana. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't I, know. I, everybody that hate Wyoming. Everybody yeah. says, "Why would you ever live in Wyoming?" That's what they say. Except for Jackson Hole, apparently that's amazing. But everything else <laughs> is like, you know, the next closest grocery store is six hundred miles away. That's fair. Um, I knew he was in Wyoming though because I was looking at his profile and stuff yesterday when I was deciding that I wanted to share. Is he, is he single? I don't know. I think he might be gay, actually. Oh, but. okay. 
Uh, all right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, B. Dylan Hollis yep. on TikTok. Yep. D-Y-L-A-N. Check it out. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. We'll be back on uh, Monday of next week. Well, drops on Wednesday, I guess, for you guys. But uh, <laughs> And uh, like I said, 8.30 and 10 o'clock. Oh, we made a big announcement this weekend. Uh, our summer schedule at oh, church. Yeah. Mm-hmm is uh, kicking off not this weekend, but the following. So on Father's Day, we're going to one service at 10 a.m. only. So if you're an early bird riser, uh, then you need to find something else to go do until 10 o'clock. But we'd love to have you in person <laughs> at 10. If you only usually attend the attend the 10 o'clock, oh, that's a, that's a mouthful, mm-hmm. uh, or you watch online, then no change for you. Everything's yep. gravy. But uh, no 8.30 after this weekend. So one last week of that, and then we'll go off there. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Have yeah. a great week, everybody. Bye, Congrats everyone. Congrats on your new home, Megan. Thank I hope you. your move goes awesome. Me too. And uh, hope it's, I hope you find uh, just, like, bull, gold bullion in the basement or underneath <laughs> no some basement. floorboard floorboards. <laughs> I hope that when you open the covers, there's hundreds of dollars bills stashed. So far, I've only found sugar ants, so. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe they'll lead you to the treasure. Bye, guys. Uh, See bye. You.